Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Holy Communion. We're so glad you have joined us for this sermon. You can find all our sermons at our website, holycommunion.net. See truth standing right in front of him. Jesus answered, You say that I am king. I was born and came into the world for this reason, to testify to the truth. Whoever accepts the truth listens to my voice. In this old movie called A Few Good Men, there's a courtroom scene in which this general is being asked for the truth. General so-and-so, the prosecutor is heatedly and repeatedly asking, tell us the truth, tell us the truth. And as the general becomes more and more agitated, he finally yells out, you want the truth? You can't handle the truth. The religious officials and Roman government couldn't handle the truth. But can any of us? The truth Jesus offers has to do with vulnerability. The very opposite of the security and comfort and power that motivate Pilate and all the powers of this world. And what better way to ensure a place in the hierarchy than to hitch a wagon to a powerful, victorious king? And that's what the church is in danger of doing when it proclaims Christ as king. Emilia Dow, a disability activist, writes, it's very important to think about how we talk because the way we talk shapes the way we think. While the desire might be to reimagine kingship in the image of Jesus, in truth, for most of the history of the church, we have imagined Jesus on Judgment Day in the image of Pilate, the powerful one who will come and make everything all right for those who bend the knee. It's a football thing. Biblical scholar Caroline Lewis writes, it is an easier life to live, perhaps, to live under authority instead of fighting for something different. It is a more direct way of being in the world when decisions are made for you, when rules and regulations are clearly defined, when expectations are known and assumptions can be accounted for. And it is a simpler life, a less challenging life, a less risky life, to accept the machinations of monarchies instead of rising up in resistance. After all, we know what happens when kingdoms are confronted for their wrongs, defied for their abuses. You end up like Jesus. And most of us are just fine letting Jesus do all the heavy lifting than imagining that he really meant for us to bring about his kingdom here and now. Being in the king's court gives us a sense of security. And once you're locked into the kingdom of this world, in the kingdom as Lewis describes it, 
can be hard to handle the truth. Even when the truth is standing right in front of us. Jesus was the truth. And in Jesus, the truth is love. His kingdom is not a place, but a purpose, a mode of being, a person. This truth is this love walking the earth, healing and loving and seeing and teaching good news for the poor, sharing meals with people on the outs, loving the stranger as neighbor. Jesus' life was love. That is the truth. And this love is powerful because it's not about acquiring power, not about holding on. It's about emptying out for the sake of the other, acting from love rather than power, operating from commitment and character rather than control and creed, serving the other rather than the self. We know this love. We felt it. That's what draws us here to this table, this time, this day, this place, right now. The love we experience, sometimes it's like we can't handle the idea that this is the way the cosmos really is. We can't rest in the truth that the real world is all about this love. So our human reaction is to build a tidy little booth, make a tradition of it, place an altar, mark it with a plaque in order to return to it. In reality, though, truth as love, by its nature, is forever expanding outward, arms wide open, never-ending, always renewing and restoring and undermining the world Pilate imagines. And this love is in us given to us, not as a place to go, but as a way of life. Not a resolution to pass, but an action to heal. Not something to hold on to, but a self to give. Yes, we've seen the jury of the Rittenhouse case not handling the truth and going deaf to it listening instead to their fear and anxieties and sticking so hard with the system and the letter of some law. But I have also seen the truth. I saw it this week in Rudy, organizing us in gathering up Thanksgiving dinners with Sandra. I have seen it in Vivi and Olivia and Sharifa leading us in the prayers. I've seen it in Marlene and Christy and Denise and Kia and Tyler, in Brian, balancing our budgets. I've seen it in John and Rebecca. I've seen it in you and you and you and you and you. On and on. I've seen the truth in each of you. I know you keep me listening to his voice. Madeline Ingle says this, I know that hate can unleash vast energies, but so can love. 
Sometimes when more than the usual feeble human love is called for, there comes a surge of loving power to fill the need. That's what we're here for, to help each other keep listening to Christ and be called out to be carried forward by the surge of loving power. This is the truth Christ has given us. So as the various systems continue to manipulate, as the fear increases, the violence mounts, we look to the truth standing before us. We listen to Christ's voice. And with God's help, through relationship with each other, it grows louder for us, and we know our truth is to bring this love to this world. And our place is for us to be the truth standing between the systems. And for us, with God's help, to be hard to handle.